Tour 114 of Disney Conversations, we're going to talk about split stays. This is going to be a short journey, but one worth listening to. I'm your host, Magical Matthew. Tour guide Diane Whiting is with us, so what do you say we go ahead and get this show rolling? All aboard! Well, hello, tourists. Welcome to Tour 114 of Disney Conversations. I'm your host, Magical Matthew. Joining me today is tour guide Diane Whiting. She's coming aboard for a very special adventure, and we'll tell you all about that here in a second. Hello, Diane. How are you? I am great, Matthew. How's it going on your side of the country? (laughs) Not bad. I took an unexpected day off today because I had some issues over the weekend, but I'm doing much better. Back to work tomorrow. And I got some other things in the fire, trying to get my travel business built up and get it ready to support me because I think I'm going to have to really get busy. Hmm. Okay. You got a lot on your plate. I do have a lot on my plate, but hey, if it gets me closer to being a Disney World or Disneyland or a Disney anything, I'm all about that. I hear you. Me too. So today we're going to talk about something that you suggested a couple of shows ago, I believe. Talking Mm -hmm. about split stays. My favorite. Now, I've seen a lot of jibber-jabber about this, but we're going to start like, I don't know what you're talking about, because there might be people listening that don't know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. So basically, (laughs) (laughs) what a split stay is, is when you start your Disney vacation at one resort, and then in the middle of that vacation, you move to another resort. And why in the world would anyone want to do this on a busy Walt Disney World vacation? You know, I wrote an article about that very thing, and I, I'll link it in our Facebook page. It's uh, for DVC Fan, where I'm a contributor, and the article is entitled Why I Love Split Stays, and I will talk about a few of the reasons. One is that it gives you the opportunity to experience more than one Disney World resort during your vacation. I know most people only go every couple of years, every five years to Disney World. And, you know, there's a lot of places to stay. So doing a split stay allows you to experience two completely different resorts during your vacation. It is also a good way to stay at a resort that you might not otherwise be able to afford for the entire length of your trip. If you want to stay at a deluxe resort, but the $600, $700 a night price tag just stops you from doing that for a week, you can always just stay there one or two nights at the end of your trip and still get to experience the fun that comes along with a deluxe resort without the price tag. It also is a great way to kind of give your vacation a little recharge because you know you get to Disney and you start with your battery full and after about day three, you're maybe at 30% (laughs) because Disney is rough. It is not a relaxing vacation. It is inherently not relaxing. It can be physically draining. It's emotionally draining. It is financially draining and Sometimes right in the middle of that, it's good to get a little recharge and switching to a different resort with a totally different theme is like a little punch in the arm. It just is a really fun thing to do. I don't know how else to say it. We love changing resorts and getting 
to see something new and experiencing new restaurants and new amenities and a new pool. And, you know, depending on which resort you switch to different transportation. So I really like it for that reason. You get the best that both resorts have to offer in one vacation. You can have an amazing time at any of the deluxe resorts without ever setting foot in the parks. They are a destination in and of themselves. Animal Kingdom Lodge, for example, is one of them. You can switch from like All-Stars and just stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge for two nights and not leave Animal Kingdom Lodge. There's so much to do. Uh, You can do a split stay resort between like a moderate Caribbean beach, which can be a little bit difficult to negotiate with their internal bus loop and then spend one or two nights on a monorail resort. And that's a game changer and have easy access to Magic Kingdom and Epcot with the monorails, even walking distance. I like to choose two resorts with very different feels between them when I split stay. It really does add a lot to your vacation. Yeah, I could see where that could be. And I want to be clear about this. Even though you mentioned it under the umbrella of DVC, this is anybody staying anywhere at Walt Disney World. If you want to go to Pop Century because of the ease of using the Skyliner to get to Epcot and Hollywood Studios, that's a great place to start. It's a great experience. You don't miss a whole lot because of the Skyliner access. And the buses out front easily get you to Magic Kingdom or Animal Kingdom. However, Mm -hmm. if you want to concentrate a certain part of your time at Epcot and Studios, staying at Pop makes sense because you have that access. But then if you want to end your day at Magic Kingdom, you could easily split stay to Contemporary, Poly, Grand Floridian, or even Wilderness Lodge if that was something you wanted to do, correct? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this is not just DVC. This is any reservation. So say you're going to an Epcot festival, say it's food and wine, and you want to just be able to bop in and out of that park whenever you want, stay at Boardwalk. It's right there. You know, you want two or three days at Epcot and at the festival, and then the rest of the time, you really don't care. It doesn't matter. We'll go stay at All Stars. You know, you'll save a bunch of money, and it's fine. It'll get you wherever you need to go if you want to go to Magic Kingdom. So I kind of try to base my split stays around which park we're going to be in the most. And, of course, with DVC, how many points I have available. Yeah, you can definitely, you can just pick two different two different moderates, or uh, if you want to get the experience of Caribbean Beach and the Skyliner, but then you want to stay at Port Orleans Riverside because you love that resort or Coronado. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's great. And it's easy. It's uh, most people are intimidated by the thought of how do I move all my stuff? That's easy. And I suspect you're about to tell us how that gets done. I will tell you, you know what? You don't have to do anything except call Bell Services. Don't call them right before you want your luggage picked up. You need to call at least one or two days ahead of time to get scheduled for your luggage to be picked up from your room. And so I will call, you call down to Bell Services, you say, I am doing a split stay. And then they will say, okay, what day are you checking out? And you tell them the day and and you've got to make your reservation so that you're checking out of resort number one And then your second reservation, you're checking into resort number two on the same day or you will be homeless. (laughs) So don't do that. 
Um, but of course, any Disney travel agent can help you with that, Matthew. Correct. You call Bell Services. They will come, you know, okay, we'll be there at 915. Checkout is, as always, as at 11 a.m. By 11 a.m. So, you know, the earlier you get this done, the better. Pack, come home from your park day, get everything packed, and we just put it by our front door. Bell Services comes. They load up everything. And I mean, I give them everything, including my purse. I really don't carry very much with me. I mean, I take my wallet, obviously, but I give everything else to Bell Services. I think the last time on my last vacation when we split stayed, we had 22 bags that they had to carry. But I stay two weeks at a time. So, you know, they will load it all up and then they will transport it to your next resort. So when you check into your next resort, which is after three or four o'clock, you can get a room assigned early, but don't expect it earlier than that. You call Bell Services again from your new room, give them your name, and they will bring your luggage right to your new room. Just be sure to tip accordingly when they pick it up and again when they drop it off, and you're you're good to go. Especially if it's you have 22 easy. bags. Oh, yeah, no, he got a huge tip, so... <laughs> I'm a big tipper anyway, but yeah, having to try and wheel that thing down the hallway, that's not fun. That so, would have been yes, worth a picture all by itself. We we made sure that he was compensated uh, accordingly, mm-hmm. and that, uh, it's just that easy, honestly. And so you call, they bring your luggage, and you're good to go at your second resort. So now you are technically homeless after 11 a.m. and before 4 p.m., So generally we have that day as like a water park day, or if it's a fun other resort that we're going to like Animal Kingdom Lodge, we might just head over there and go to the pool because you are able to use the facilities at your new resort on the day that you are checking in, no matter what time it is. So if you get over there, like we, I think before I've made like a lunch reservation at my new resort and then we would just hit the pool and then go check into our room whenever I got the text in the app that my room was ready. Just make sure that you bring everything with you that you'll need that day. So if you're going to a park, make sure you have your magic bands, have your park bags packed. If you're going to the pool, you know, have all your bathing suits and everything for your kids. I generally would put them on under their clothes and then you're you're good to go for the day. Uh, that makes sense to me. Um, every resort as far as I know, has changing rooms, at least by the main pool. Yes. The other pools in there in the resort may not have that capability, but mm-hmm. your main pool always has a changing area available for you. There's almost always a pool bar, so they've even yeah. got little nummy treats. If you're a little bit hungry sure. but don't want to go to one of the restaurants, you can sit there, and most of those have at least a few shady spots to sit in. Yeah, you can be anywhere in you know in that resort. It's also just a good day to resort hop too, or to go to Disney Springs if that's what you want. Sure. Um, if you go to Disney Springs, you know, when it's time, when your guys are ready to leave, just pick the bus to your new resort exactly. and, and you're fine. You cannot haul luggage on the Disney buses. So don't bring any carry on suitcases or anything like that with you. Just bring what you would bring on a normal day. You know, your park bag. As long as that's all you have, park bags, backpacks, et cetera, don't, don't show up looking like you're ready to check in for an international flight. They won't allow that. Mm-hmm. But other than that, you know, you're good. And it's fun to pick 
you know, different resorts like that's, you know, it's just fun. Anyway, I love Disney resorts and I love choosing where to stay each time that I go. That's half the fun really for me is, is choosing my resort and dreaming about what it's going to be like there and all the fun things we're going to do and all the places we're going to eat. So to be able to do that with two resorts in one trip is just extra fun. And who doesn't want that on their Disney vacation? And I think doing split stays makes a lot of sense if you're planning a little bit longer time at Disney World. If you're only going to be there three or four days, yeah, you can still resort hop if you want to. But in my mind, exactly. In my mind, if you've only got three or four days, that's all you're going to be able to do to get into the parks in that amount of time, much less change resorts. Yeah. I think a split stay makes sense if you're staying seven days or more. You can make that work a little better. I know that there are some people, especially from overseas, who visit Disney World and they stay for three or four weeks. And some of those change resorts three times or more. Yeah. Oh, I would. Now, that would be for me, if I were to do it, because I am restricted right now on how much money I could spend to do things, I would probably go ahead and do four or five days at an all star resort because. They're cheap. Mm-hmm. You know, I can keep the overall expense down. But then I'd have to decide, do I want to be near Magic Kingdom or Epcot? And that would be a tough choice for me because those are my two favorite parks. But if I were going to move for the last day or two, I wouldn't necessarily be thinking park days for that. If I'm spending the money for a deluxe resort, I'm spending time at the deluxe resort. That's what I'm paying for. Exactly. And there's so much to do at all the deluxe resorts. You can definitely take a day there. When we split stay, I will do three to four nights at the first resort and then split stay the rest of the time at the second resort. Mm -hmm. And generally the more point heavy resorts get for DVC, get the shorter stay. So depending on how you want to stack that, if it were between like a value and a deluxe, I wouldn't want to go from a deluxe to a value. Right. <laughs> go the other way. It's much more fun. That is generally the recommended way by just about everybody I've talked to about this. Idea. Yes. Yes. Um, with DVC, they're all deluxe resorts. So it doesn't really make that big of a difference which one you choose At that first. point, it's more about the location. It is. Now, however, if I were moving us to a poly bungalow or a Copper Creek cabin, I would keep those for the last couple of nights right. because we would not move from either one of those locations for the Wouldn't rest of our trip. To. No, <laughs> no, that's especially where the bungalow be. at the poly because you know oh, you yeah. could sit out on the deck and watch fireworks. You can order Ohana room service yes. and they'll bring it, bring it out to your bungalow. There's no need heartbeat. to leave. So you don't even have to go to the pool at the poly. You've got your little plunge pool at the poly and one at Copper Creek is a hot tub, I think. So there's no need to go anywhere. And, you know, I wouldn't. But uh, otherwise, yeah, choose your cheaper resort at the first end of your trip and then move to your moderate or to your deluxe resort. And if you're doing three resorts, you could start value, then moderate, then deluxe. And that would be that would be really fun. I think it would be fun because I'd go from like all stars to French Quarter to probably Grand Floridian because if I'm going to go, I'm going big. Oh, yeah. Yep. Either one of, you know, that poly would be fun, too. Sure. For for the end of your uh, end of your stay, because the poly rooms are bigger, actually, than the Grand Floridian rooms. But the poly was built before long before the Grand Floridian came around. Oh, yes. And back then, when Disney thought about building 
these type of resorts, they wanted to make yes. sure there was plenty of room for everybody. Mm-hmm. As you step down to the value level, you find out they kind of threw that idea out the window real quick. Yeah, those rooms are small. So if you're starting, if you're starting in a value, and this is a good thing, like for split stays, I don't generally unpack everything the first three nights if I know I'm moving to another resort. I use packing cubes. I know we discussed that in another video. I tend to keep everything pretty contained so that it isn't a huge empty out the dresser drawers and I need to spend hours packing. If you're in a value resort, you're probably not going to be able to unpack everything anyway because there just isn't space to do that. So if you start at the value resort, you've still got your suitcase. Mm -hmm. You're still living out of your suitcases. You can easily move up the scale (laughs) until you definitely can unpack in a deluxe resort and there's plenty of closet space, plenty of dresser drawers, and I unpack everything. Like I said, we usually stay 10 days to two weeks. So after three nights at a at our first resort, we've still got over a week at our second one. That makes it feel more like home to me to just not have everything in my suitcase and to hide my suitcases like I'm actually not going to leave. I know Disney's scared of that someday that I will chain myself to the balcony, but... <laughs> So far, I've been good. (laughs) When it looks like that, they just try to sell me more points. So, (laughs) Well, that makes sense. I mean, you have that look. They're going to throw the bone out in front of you and see if you nibble at it. Always. And uh, it's it's bad. I'm I'm fighting it right now. (laughs) Now, split stays is not something you hear about at Disneyland. No, but you could. You could. But all of their resorts are kind of on the expensive side anyhow. So what Mm -hmm. would be the benefit? If you just want a different a different feel to your resort, you know, they've rethemed Paradise, um, whatever that hotel used to be, Paradise Pier. Yeah. What did they call it? I can't even remember. It it's was, now I think re-themed. it was Paradise Pier. Now it's, it's being rethemed. It's Pixar. Pixar Pier or something like that. So something. it's a Pixar-themed hotel. I can't remember what the official name is because, you know, it get, stuff gets changed. That's a little bit further away and by a little bit, I mean a block or two, than Disneyland and Grand California. So if you are staying there, I can see moving closer because okay. you can enter California Adventure from the Grand Californian. It's literally right there. Personally, my favorite hotel is the Disneyland Hotel, and that's where I'm checking in on Friday. It's the nostalgia of the place. It's my favorite Disney hotel out of any Disney hotels that I've seen Mm -hmm. in the u.s parks i can't speak to the international parks but in the united states the disneyland hotel is my favorite resort and i'm not talking about dvc just regular hotel rooms now a good way to do a split stay would be if you want to stay in a hotel room for a few nights Mm -hmm. and then rent dvc and either stay in the Grand Californian or the new villas at the Disneyland Hotel. And you could even do that. You'd have to take your own bags, probably. In fact, I'm sure you would. But you could even stay at something out on Harbor Boulevard if you wanted to. I have done that. And then step into a <laughs> Disney resort. So you got to haul your bags with you. Yes. You know, depending on which resort you're at, some of them do have buses that'll take you up there. They'll transport you in your bags. Do like you would at Disney World. Go ahead and check in. Let them hold your bags. Head for the park. We'll see you in a couple hours. Yes, and most people in Disneyland have a car. We we drive or have 
in the past driven to Disneyland from, from my home in Salt Lake city area. It's 10 hours. I will never do it again because <laughs> California can't get their road construction under control. Right. That's a whole nother show. So if you have a car, that's easy to do. We stupidly made the mistake of staying at the Disneyland hotel first and then moving to Harbor Boulevard. And then at that point, both my husband, Greg and I looked at each other and said, we will never not stay in a Disney hotel again. Mm. That was like, not cool going, (laughs) going from inside the bubble to looking like Ralphie in a Christmas story with our noses pressed against the window. (laughs) So don't do it that way. Don't do it that way. Go the other way, but that is a very good way to save a lot of money at Disneyland because all those Disney hotels are ridiculously expensive per night. I just got a great, almost half price rate on the Disneyland hotel. And it's still over $500 a night. That's the discount. You know, they're normally like, it's normally eight or 900 a night. So yeah, it's really hard when you have DVC to pay those hotel rooms. So definitely look into renting if you're going to Disneyland, because I think it's going to be cheaper than paying their hotel rates unless you, you know, like I said, get a staggering price reduction like we did. And even then, you know, with tax, et cetera, et cetera, it's coming to $515 a night. Wow. Yeah. That's it still sucks. up there. Yeah. That's $1,500 for this weekend. Is that insane? I'm having a hard time with that. But <laughs> just trying to ignore it because Disneyland can be pricey simply because the Disney owned hotels are so expensive. That is not saying that it has to be expensive because there are great hotels on Harbor Boulevard. Howard Johnson's ironically is actually a really good one. And they've got some Disney themed rooms there. There's some, there are some really good ones there and you're literally right across the street. You can walk right across the street. It's not magical. It's magical to your bank account. And I would suggest that if people are interested in something like this, as a travel agent, yes, I want you to call me, let me help you make these plans. But if there's a resort or a hotel you're not sure about, just about all of them, if they're Disney-related, whether it's Orlando or California, there are videos that somebody has shot of the hotels, the rooms, the amenities. They talk about things. If you're looking at Disney World, Look up our friend Magical Hijinks. She does fabulous tours. She mm-hmm. gives you a lot of detail. If you're not sure about the parks, look up 4KWDW. He does walkthroughs of just about everything somewhere along the way. He doesn't talk. He just walks through and lets you soak in the atmosphere. I do that sometimes if I'm on my exercise bike or something. I'll put one of those on and pretend I'm going with him. <laughs> so, you know, there are videos available. I can't remember who I've seen for the California side, but just about all of those hotels on Harbor Boulevard and adjacent to that, somebody has done a walkthrough of. And there's even some that will show you how long the walk is from that hotel to Disneyland. And in some cases, it's less time than being at a Disney hotel. It absolutely is, unless you're at the Grand Californian. It is shorter to walk from most hotels on Harbor Boulevard to the main gate of Disneyland or California Adventure, which, you know, you can see, you can see the main gate of California Adventure from the main gate of Disneyland. I know that is like mind blowing for Disney World people, but they are that close. (laughs) You can, you can literally walk back and forth all day if you have park hoppers, if you want to do that. The Disneyland Hotel 
you have to walk through downtown Disney, which is just a single straight shopping strip from the Disneyland Esplanade straight to the Disneyland Hotel. There's a little street that you cross, a really small street between downtown Disney and the Disneyland Hotel. Mm -hmm. It's a really nice walk in the morning. I really do like it. But if you're at the Disneyland Hotel, you can take the monorail from the Disneyland Hotel. It drops you off inside the park in Tomorrowland, which is kind of fun. So you have to make sure you have your admission taken care of before you get on. Absolutely. And they will bag check you at the monorail. So you, you walk out right in the park. You know, you're right near the Finding Nemo subs. And that's kind of fun, too. And obviously, you can take the monorail back to the Disneyland Resort Okay, you, you got to well. make me a promise. If you do that. I want video. Of the whole trip? Yes. I, I suck at video, but I will try and hopefully I can. Well, I'll hand it you know, to Greg, it let up. him do it. I will. <laughs> <laughs> can you put this on a Facebook page for me? Yeah. He won't roll his eyes too much. Tell yeah, him, tell it's him a, I'm It's a great video. It. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's a fun monorail. It it feels really long because you go mm-hmm. kind of through the park and around the back and you can see old tracks from the old when the people mover was there. And that and monorail design is completely different from what we see at Disney totally, World. Totally. Totally different. Even it's, though Bob um, Gurr designed both of them. Yeah, they've got seats in the middle. Where you sit facing, you know, it's like completely configured differently. So I'll at least take photos and I'll try a video and we'll see what we can do. I know I'll ride, I'll ride the monorail because I love it there. And maybe I can even video the walk in the morning or, or we'll see what. Yeah. We'll see how adept I could be with this. Generally, I get that can't upload message or something, but we'll we'll see. I'll, I'll work on it. Hey, if you have to wait until you have Wi-Fi to upload it, that's fine. Go for it. So, well, I can just use my, yeah, it should yeah. work with my, my T-Mobile. Hopefully, I'm sure that in Anaheim, they do have the mm-hmm. <laughs> the towers close by. Yes. But it, it's, um. so yeah, Disneyland, you, you are closer across from Har- Har- when you're on Harbor Boulevard, but you definitely feel like you're not part of that magic. And I want to be in the magic as much as possible. So I will save my pennies and stay at Disneyland resorts. I'm really hopeful now with the new Disneyland villas that there will be more availability for DVC members, but that in turn means there's more availability for people who want to rent DVC points. You can also choose to pay to stay in either Disneyland accommodation. You will, you will pay a mortgage payment a night, but you can choose to do that if you want to. And if you've got the um, money to do that and you don't have time, let me know. I'll be happy to help. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but split stays are just a way, you know, if you're trying, have you ever been in that spot where you're trying to decide between two resorts to stay at? Oh yeah. And you're, you've got the list of all the pros and cons of each one, you know, Caribbean beach is this and and Port Orleans is this, and I just don't know which one to choose. So don't choose. Stay in them both. Yeah. It's like mind-blowing when people realize that they can actually do that, and it's so simple to do. Bell Services does all the work for you. It's just two phone calls and a tip tip each way, and you are good to go. And you don't have to miss out on either resort. You can enjoy the best of both worlds. Well, and I just want to clarify maybe a little tip I'm thinking of. I wouldn't split state two value level resorts because you're basically no. getting the same room all the way across. You are. The, the do all stars and pop century, the rooms are all pretty much the same size, same design, same everything. 
In fact, the layouts of the properties are so similar. If it weren't for the Skyliner, you wouldn't know where you were if you were at Pop. Okay? Right. Don't split. Don't split. Stay between All Star Sports and All Star Music. No. Um. Because they're right across but if the you street are, from each other. Yeah. If you're split staying a suite, however. Yes. In if you're going from All Star Sports to an All Star Suite. That's a different story. Right. Or to Art of Animation. Which the family suites are at All-Star Music. Let's be clear on that. We've talked about yeah. it before, but I just saw 4KWDW did a walkthrough on one of those just in the last few days, and I watched the video. Mm-hmm. I could not believe how much room was in one of those They're family huge. suites. That is on my radar. Yeah, that would be a split stay to do from a regular hotel room in a value to a suite in a value resort, whether it be our art of animation or all-star suites. Mm-hmm. But other than that, don't do a regular hotel room between two values. A value in no. a moderate, definitely. Right. Or if you want to split two moderates, let's definitely. let's say you're a Port Orleans fan. You want to stay a couple of days at French Quarter, but you really want to get the feel for Riverside? Sure, why not? Mm-hmm. You know, they're right next to each other. It's not that big a difference. They have all the same amenities with the difference being that Riverside has four bus stops versus the one at French Quarter, but they are two different resorts with two different feels. If that's right, something that would, uh, yeah, if that's something that appeals to you, by all means, let me know. We'll get that done for you. The rooms are going to cost about the same, so you may not save any money, but boy, what you can get an experience. Yes, and also if you're doing that and you want to go to like one of the royal rooms, yeah, that's definitely you know, one an upgrade. of the extra themed room so say you're at riverside and you want to do the royal room definitely switch that's that's a totally different experience as well and if you want to go you know you're in a value you're at pop century you want to go to coronado that's a great switch because coronado has the feel of at a moderate price they have a great swimming pool they also have a gym they have excellent dining and honestly it feels deluxe when you, you could walk spend in a couple there. of days at Coronado and not miss the parks. No. So that that's a great switch to do, you know, and, and it at your value, stay at the value. That's the cheapest. You know, if yep. you're, if you're looking at a budget that needs to stay within certain constraints and who doesn't have that, then definitely go. Yeah. We're just going to stay three nights at all stars. We're never going to be in the room. We're just going to hit the parks hard. Then we're switching to Coronado and then you can spend a little bit more time enjoying your resort. Yep. That would be a good way to do it. Uh, if you want to go deluxe, you want to try deluxe, but you don't have the money for the Grand Floridian, even for a couple nights, look at Animal Kingdom Lodge or Wilderness Lodge because their prices tend to be a little bit lower. Their rooms are smaller than the Monorail Deluxe Resorts or the Crescent Lake Deluxe Resorts. But you still get all of the deluxe amenities and you are close enough to the parks and to the not both feel of like those you're deprived. Is phenomenal. Yeah. Over the top, excellent theming. So take a look at that. And again, if you're doing that within the budget, you might do the same thing and say, We're staying at All Stars for the first four nights, and then we're moving for the last three nights of our vacation to Wilderness Lodge. And and you'll love it. I mean, you could even camp at Fort Wilderness sure. for three nights and then move to a deluxe resort. There's so many ways that you can play this so that the amount of total money that you're spending on your resort doesn't change. Right. You just have to keep playing the scenarios and seeing what will work 
within that budget and how you want to allot that money. And you can, you will find that, yeah, you probably do have enough to stay at a deluxe resort, even if it's just for one night. And if you go over to Magic Kingdom, the great thing about a monorail resort is it's so quick to get back and forth. You can spend a lot more time at your resort and very little time needs to be spent in transportation. So you're getting more park time that way in your day because it takes 10 minutes to get to your resort. A couple of things to think about. One, at your first resort, buy your admission for every day you're going to be in a park. Even if you're going to jump to another resort, get that all in one. However, for dining purposes, keep in mind that each stay will have its own 60-day mark. So if you're doing your first resort for three days, You've got your your first day there, plus three that you can make your dining reservations. But you cannot do the other four days until that fourth day, 60 days prior. And that can be a problem if you have a dining reservation that's extremely popular. Yes. So save that dining reservation for the portion of your trip where your resort stay is the longest and make it close to the end of that. It'll definitely increase your chances. Having said that, dining often opens up 48 to 24 hours before you would want that reservation. So if you still can't get that Woody's Rodeo Roundup reservation, check check 24 hours before. Check the day of. Go up and ask them. Sometimes restaurants will take walk up wait lists. But there is a good chance that that reservation will open up on that day because people cancel. They don't want to pay the fee. And so you will be able to get that uh, on the day of or just right before. I've gotten several reservations that way the last couple of trips. Yes, absolutely. I've shared this before. I was sitting in Frozen on a Thursday afternoon and I just pulled up the app just to see what was available and boathouse had a one yeah and they'll just open up like that with those disney springs you can often use open table for disney springs reservations because they don't give them all to disney so if that's what you're looking for keep that in mind but yes it will affect your dining it will not affect your park admission so if that's important to you yes keep that in mind also you know last last week we were talking about crescent lake resorts If you decide you want to be at Crescent Lake, but you still can't afford or don't want to stay in Yacht, Beach, or Boardwalk, you can stay at Swan and Dolphin. You'll just have to drag your own luggage there. Disney won't move it for you. But that's an option to get yourself a really nice resort at a really good price and be in that location as long as you can bring your own bags, keeping in mind that you cannot bring luggage on a Disney bus. Since Disney buses don't go to the Swan that and is true anymore, too. that's not an issue. <laughs> you could you so. could get off at Boardwalk and schlep yourself <laughs> all no. the way over there, but they no. won't let you do that, so that's a moot point. On a 90-degree day, that is not something I would recommend. <laughs> Jump in the lake and float over on your suitcase. <laughs> there you go. At least you cool off on yeah, the lake. that's true. You and the ducks. <laughs> it's just a great way to, you know, experience a lot it more is. of Disney in the short amount of time that you have there. And like we said earlier, going to Disney is is not for the faint at heart. However, if you plan these split stays correctly and you get most of your running around in the first half, then you can relax a little bit and have a real vacation at one of these nicer resorts. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're going to go home a little more refreshed than you might have. Yes. As long as you're not my wife who goes commando every No, day. no, 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 no. Take those vacation rest days. Take those pool days. You deserve yep. it. 
and and you highly recommend you it. deserve it at a very very nice pool so keep that in mind <laughs> absolutely well diane thank you so much for this this was a good conversation it's one i think needed to be done and i appreciate your expertise and help on this. sure no worries i'll link my article on our facebook page if anybody wants Sounds further good. details and taurus just as a reminder 2024 is open for Walt Disney World. So if you're looking to make a reservation, if you're wanting to plan your trip, contact me at magical underscore Matthew at Outlook.com. Let's get started planning that dream that you've been having for so many years, shall we? Diane, I appreciate you again. Thanks. You bet. Walt Disney once said that togetherness for me means teamwork. I want to thank everyone that's been a part of Disney Conversations podcast. It's been a joy to work with you all, and I can't do this without you. If you enjoyed the content of this week's show about split stays, please let us know by making comments on the Disney Conversations Facebook page or by writing us directly at DisneyConversations at Outlook.com. We'd love to hear what you have to say. For now, we're going to roll on out of here. We'll see you next week. ETFN, ta-ta for now. <laughs>